0: This is the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge. Her milk bring the boys to the yard. I'm
1: gonna go out. So that i can make a bunch of good decisions
0: she has dank memes and weed and i can grab the link if you guys want
1: it but she can aid your spiritual realm needs how many coincidences before it's mathematically impossible she's brandy and you're listening to shit and you're letting your kids listen to it worship travis scott worship travis scott travis scott is amazing travis scott loves you everything's travis scott travis scott world astro world this is the place to be blah 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 blah, blah.
0: He's the resident sound hound. Have you ever seen a prolapsed anus before? <laughs> the audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Damn, fixed and post-editing bitches. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm young and reckless, hell yeah. The man of a thousand sound bites.
2: Do not clip that, that's terrible.
0: Give it up for Van Rollington. They're committing blood rituals
2: for Trump <laughs> and for the white race. Ugh. <laughs>
0: The graphics guru of digital visuals. Okay, so we're
3: going to move on to the meat and potatoes of This show. He puts the Aspen aesthetics. And As someone accused me of being a rabbi more times than I can count. The tribal chief himself. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Klaus New House. It started off like very interesting, and then it started getting really degenerate towards the end, you know.
0: Special Guests. He is from the Santee Dakota Sioux.
3: I don't eat people.
0: Shooters among the Leaves band, Buffalo Clan.
3: Hey, a shot in the dark, but uh, is anyone else in the mood to run really fast in one direction?
0: He's fairly knowledgeable on the hunting. Hey,
3: look, Miss you want to catch him a
0: rabbit, huh? Skinning. Each and every man under my command owes me one hundred Nazi, scalp,
2: and I want my scouts.
0: I'm trapping areas.
1: Right
2: Really be
0: trapped, okay? And family values of the native world. A
2: treasure such as this is priceless to my people.
0: He is Shadow Scout.
2: Bear walked into a bar.
0: Bear said to Deer, May I please have a
3: drink? And so Deer said to Bear, Why the big pause Ha ha!
0: He is a white boy rapper from Chicago.
4: Good morning, fellow insurrectionist deniers.
0: And taught Tom McDonald all he knows about music.
4: There you fucking go, you prick.
0: He's famous for his grinder account.
1: No, man, not late in Gate at all.
0: And even more famous for having it for an hour.
1: Oh, fuck, man. God damn. I'm fucking 9.30 in the morning, I'm already hammered.
0: He's Roots Calhoun.
1: So I dumped the whole fucking hopper at his
4: ass. Do, 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 do. It was like a fucking automatic into this fucking poor kid. I, like, look at him, and he's not moving.
0: <laughs> it's a new year, which means white boy summer is near. This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge.
3: So, I don't know where Roots Calhoun Brandy are, but when they go, still having computer problems. We'll have to make do without him. Uh, recently, the, for those that know, I've, I've been dealing with uh, pneumonia, and I've been pretty sick the past couple of weeks, which led to some crazy fever dreams, and one of them, I encountered Demetria Buddha, which I believe, uh, a shame that uh, Wendigo isn't here to explain it, but I saw a disembodied head, it looked like it belonged to a lion, it was kind of like an orangish-red color, and it looked CGI, you know, <laughs> it, it, it looked like it was either made out of metal, plastic, or You plastic coated metal, and it's just floating around. It it gave me a personal message, and then like this tongue started protruding, but it wasn't a tongue because it was too long. It was it was the blade of a sword coming out of its mouth. Uh And at this point of the dream, I was like, okay, this is like way too Asian for me to know what the hell's going on. I'm going to have to consult, you know, my local Buddhist. And he was saying that this is like the the end Buddha that brings on the end of the Kali Yuga. But since he's not here, he can't tell us about it. And so I, I asked uh, someone else who's an Indian mystic. Who, her name is Stacy, and I'm hoping she'll be a future guest on the show to tell us about Indian mysticism and and uh, hopefully give us some <laughs> some answers about what went on at the uh, ceremony at the opening of CERN because there was some weird shit going on when that happened. Yeah. And according to Stacy. My dream said uh, she sounded like I had been channeling Mahakala, which is the Buddhist version of Shiva, destroyer god, or Kalki, who is another avatar of Vishnu to usher in the end of the Kali Yuga, and he also wields a sword. But she didn't say whether he wields the sword through his mouth or not. And so on to current events. So Igor and Grika Bogandav were inseparable in life, and in death, they both recently died of COVID-19. And I feel like the timeline has changed with these two key players that are no longer a part of it. This is a travesty like the death of Harambe. And uh, for those who are out there, I got a little photo so you can see what these two handsome gentlemen look like out there in YouTube land. And and so with that celebrity death was another one. So Betty White died at age 99. And there's a small conspiracy theory going on that they claim that she played the Queen of England in every public appearance of Queen Elizabeth is really played by Betty White. Now, I never heard this before, but I thought it was pretty interesting because she died and here is a conspiracy already attached to her death. And uh, there was like another celebrity death. I didn't write too much about it, but Bob Saget recently died at age 65 and there are those that are saying that he was in Epstein's black book, but not his flight logs. Huh. And uh, so they think there was something nefarious maybe attached to this comedian. And uh, I'm, I mean, the Olsen twins didn't molest themselves, but at least uh, you can't blame his death on them. Like uh, Heath Ledger's. I don't
2: know. Do we have a cause of death?
3: They still haven't said it caused the death yet. But he did. He was on the record saying he did get his recent booster shot. So I don't know if that was tied to it or not. I'm going drug uh, He rate. was found dead in his hotel room. Do you think it was myocarditis <laughs> or but like but according to Pfizer it's perfectly healthy and safe and effective, you know?
2: Yeah. Um I'm going with drug related. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And he'll be forever remembered for that line. <laughs> that not one? not Full House, uh, not America's Funniest Home Videos, but his cocaine habit. Yeah, that's true. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? So a Lu- Louisiana man who was admitted to tricking a healthcare worker into changing his adult diaper by opportunity to be disabled has been charged with an attempted human trafficking for allegedly pulling the same stinky stunt. So, uh, relig- Deus the Fourth, 31 of Metriari was arrested last week after a detective investigated a text message in which he claimed to be engaged in alternative therapy and offered to pay a babysitter to change his diapers. Well, he allegedly posed as a younger man with special needs and tried to recruit the victim to solicit other babysitters to care for him. So state police had said that that Davis was arrested at his home Thursday in charge with one count of attempted human trafficking and booked in the Jefferson Parish Correctional Center. So apparently he's done this more than once. Yeah. Now, hidden away in the Mojave Desert's Ivanapa Valley, just a few miles from the Nevada border, the tiny town of Nipton, California, is looking for a buyer for just $2.75 million, and that could be you. And if you ever played Fallout New Vegas, I hear they have a great lottery system out there in Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> I love that place. <laughs> maybe I can. Maybe uh, somebody else can be uh, lucky number two. I'll be number one.
3: <laughs> no, I just I just want to wear like the the wolf hat, you know, and run around and tell people that degenerates belong on a cross. Yes. That's what I want to do.
2: Caesar's <laughs> Legion. Damn it! I wish I would have
3: had some sound bites of that. That would have been great.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> that'd have been cool as hell.
3: You could probably edit some in later, but
4: uh... degenerates like you belong on a cross.
3: So Amazon's, <sighs> so Amazon's gender recognition software has identified Michelle Obama and Serena Williams as men. What took and it I'm... so long? I don't know. I mean, I mean, had a few we bugs all kind of knew. Out. I'm just, I'm just glad like the software's working. That's all I'm glad it's doing.
4: Come on, on. we all knew uh, Michelle was really the one calling the shots in the White House. I don't know about that, but
3: uh, he was definitely calling shots in the bedroom. So 73-year-old Arnold White was arrested after a joint investigation led to the FBI. The El Paso Sheriff's Office and the El Paso Police Department originally interrogated about four crimes committed in the region in the 1990s. The retired trucker confessed a total of 79 kidnappings across California, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas over a period of 40 years. Now, Mr. White confessed to using a mix of hallucinatory drugs containing LSD and PCP to subdue his victims before approaching them and carrying them inside of his truck to assault them. In order to confuse his victims more, he had set up the inside of his truck to look like an operating room and would wear an alien costume. The FBI spokesman Daryl Johnson described the abuse that the accused afflicted of the victims as extremely disturbing. He would insert fingers and objects in various body cavities and even created his own sex toys designed to look like alien tools and medical instruments. He could face a term of more than 382 years to life in prison if found guilty of all
4: counts. And so he's going to prison for probing people. Oh. Yeah.
3: And drugging oh. them, too. 69 for 69 guys <laughs> so uh, Alvin McAllister who is 72 was found off a small rocky islet 200 off miles off the nearest coastline where he was shipwrecked two, two weeks ago and he managed to survive off of seagulls, mussels and urchins McAllister whom doctors do not fear for his life was found suffering from intense hallucinations Possibly caused by dehydration and the toxins of unidentified muscles he consumed in the small islet. Now the patient shows symptoms of extreme dehydration and is still under medical attention at the moment and he is still suffering from mild hallucinations. A St. John Baptist Hospital spokesman had told reporters that he described in graphic detail, and he was forced to perform oral sex on fish like genitals of the aquatic creatures, and not only on the women but also the men. I'm he a heteroplasmic brother <laughs> added in tears, visibly grateful to find his brother alive. McAllister, who is also believed to be ingratiated with some sort of toxin as lead or mercury found in dangerous quantities of certain varieties of muscles he possibly consumed, is still under psychiatric evaluation. Now although Mr. McAllister does present abnormal injuries and inflammation to the genitals and anal areas. It is highly unlikely that he was sexually exploited and sodomized by living sea creatures and possibly self-inflicted, explained one of the medical experts. Oh, Oh. And uh, this is a Florida man, for those who are wondering in the audience.
2: Ah. Only in Florida. Yeah. So... uh,
3: I know we're flying by too quickly, but uh, here's a nice little segue to Dite's topic. An Oklahoma state lawmaker invited the world to participate in the search for Bigfoot in southeastern Oklahoma by offering a $3 million bounty for the ever-elusive creature. As state Representative J.J. Humphreys said on a televised show about Bigfoot is being shot in Oklahoma. And he also said that there's a $3 million bounty to catch it. To collect the reward, however... Bigfoot must be unharmed uh-huh. and the capture must be live and humane. So uh, Humphrey filed a shell bill to create the, the Bigfoot hunting season in the Sooner State under House Bill 1648. And The Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission could draft rules for the season annual dates create necessary hunting licenses and fees. Well, I looked into this thing. Uh-huh. And it turned out it was all bunks. So this shit was supposed to have gone live in November, which was the original month that this episode was supposed to be taking place. But, you know, things happen. So it turns out this whole thing was a huge publicity stunt so this guy could get uh, tourism increased in that area of Oklahoma. Because uh, I went on the site and I looked up like the license and all that shit. There's, there's no, you can't even buy tags to hunt Bigfoot, so it's a bunch of bullshit. Damn.
2: I mean, yeah, I could guess that fucking it was just a tourist trap type of thing, but...
3: There was really? people, like, willing to, like, go down there and buy tags and go hunting, I mean...
2: Yeah, I mean, the
3: whole... They uh, could, have, they could have made money off of it, even if they couldn't find one.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, they, they could have made money. There's
4: a lot of idiots out there that would have that would have paid money. Me, I just went and looked. <laughs>
3: I, I, yeah, I, like, I can't imagine capturing the damn thing alive anyway. Well, you ain't
4: capturing the damn thing alive, no matter what. Y-
2: you know what? They would have gotten a bunch of YouTubers. Logan Paul would have been down there.
4: Lo- you know what? That is a fight I would pay to see. Like, I would actually pay to see Logan Paul Logan Paul take on Bigfoot.
3: Isn't because he doing MMA what? now? Because, like, he's, isn't he getting away from boxing a little bit and trying to do full-on MMA? Um,
4: if, if he I is, so. I think it's because of an upcoming fight.
3: I think, uh,
2: I mean,
4: actually, i
2: is setting up fights, and he's setting up KRS uh, versus him again.
3: Okay. So, uh, Shadow Scout, can you tell us about uh, what your people believe th- the Bigfoot is?
4: Well, okay. Where I'm from, like we actually have an area uh, spe- specifically called... Um, well, I can't say the name due to reasons, but it's... Lord,
3: can you say it in your it,
2: language
3: can you say it in your language Uh. uh
4: they sound better than that no
3: <laughs> okay
4: no because there is no translation for one of the words okay I'm sorry no offense to everybody but white people can't chose the name not me <laughs> Um, but basically it's a really Sicha, uh, medicine place. Uh, Sicha means bad. Um, so bad medicine. And, uh, we believe, and like some of my family have even stated, like he is a, or they are a spiritual creature. They're not from this realm. They're of a spiritual realm, which is why they're so difficult. You can find them every so often, or you can see here. So oh, that's sport. why they're
3: elusive. They can just they 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 don't belong to our world, and they just sort of drift out of it.
4: Right. It's, it's, it's a, a thing called spirit walking. They walk from one realm, one from the spirit realm into our realm. Check on us. Check on the environment. Go. Okay, these guys haven't done anything that stupid yet, and they leave. Yeah. Um, they have uh helpers called Jonjida, uh, which is uh literally. Uh, literal translations into uh little tree people. And um I don't know if you guys have ever done uh a fae or an Irish thing. Um, are these like uh, the
3: Puckwudgie? Uh
4: kind of uh they're more akin to uh, tree-living leprechauns. Okay. They're an extremely mischievous uh group of or race of creature and uh they love playing pranks on people. Um Every now and then, like if uh either of you two ever meet me IRL, um, I'll make reference to gnomes and uh because I have various bloodlines, um I'll either make a reference to a gnome or to a chonjida. And it's it's okay. my my way of uh paying respects to them because they swiped my keys or they took something of mine that I actually need at the moment. You know, and then I'll be like, Oh, you know what, fine. You guys will br- give it back when you're when you're done with it. And Man, further south the,
3: yeah they're called the duende
4: yeah same thing but yeah that's like where i'm from uh one of my i think it's my well in white people terms it's my third aunt it's my great aunt uh twice removed um in in the native world is just my auntie um she was driving through that area because it's a shortcut from one city to the uh, to more town. And it literally takes like 45 minutes off the trip. Um, <laughs> and she was going through there at night and, uh, her car hit a pothole and she couldn't get it free immediately. And the next thing she knows is she actually sees Bigfoot, uh, with a, with a 12 point buck. And by 12 point where I'm from, uh, 12 points is, uh, 12 on either side. um, is 12. What a rack. Yeah, so in everybody else, it's 24 point. And, ah. you know, those things are about four or 500 pounds. He's just walking across the road with it on it, with the buck on his shoulder, like it ain't no day. Completely ignores my auntie. There's a reason why these spiritual creatures hunt uh, game in our world. Um, mainly because they get hungry. Um, another belief is they. Uh, Each region has its own individual uh, type of Bigfoot, like where I'm at or where they're more omnivorous because they have a more stable meat environment versus other areas. Um, You know, there's been... I know a lot of scientists think that, oh, Bigfoot has to be a a herbivore. No, not really. I mean, if you, you see any of the... Overly played gray footage stuff. You don't get that big and that muscular on the on the really fuzzy footage, without having a meat source in your in your diet. Oh, greetings. Hey, Randy's here. Hey. So, but they're like, I was uh, doing a thing for Musonius once, and I was actually telling him I was. Uh, out fishing with my Dekshi and my uh Unkana, my grandfather, and uh I got this feeling and so I looked over my left shoulder and then like from where we were sitting to the top of this bluff is about eighty foot up. Like you're creating your neck to look up and the trees up there are twenty to sixty feet high. And so like and I know the surroundings better than probably the only people better than that know it than me are my are three of my cousins and one uncle. Um, and so I got this feeling to look up and so I do, and there's this creature up in one of the trees, just looking down at us. And I know it's not a person because I would have heard the cars, like you, you can't drive any vehicle through there without, you know, hearing a vehicle of some sort, you know, and you're not going to, I didn't hear any horses or anything like that. Super quiet. I would have heard the horse clops, you know. At least a quarter of a mile away because of the way the road is. I heard nothing, so I pay no mind to it. Look back up. Next thing I know, five minutes later, it's gone. And so I was telling my grandpa about it. And that's when he was, you know, really got immersed me into more of the legends and the lore about, you know, the area. And I really started paying attention more and more to my my uh, my elders and the various uh, legends and everything else going on. Because that shit needs to be preserved.
2: Hmm. I think. Class... Anything? No, I think class disappeared. Mm-hmm.
4: He went to. Uh, GoPro,
3: no, no, uh, I'm here. Be... Well, I, was, I, was, uh, I was,
4: just waiting for you to say something next. Uh, that's. That's, oh. that's really cool. Yeah, man. I randomly stop at times. Sorry. <laughs>
2: it's all right. We need, um, we need you to hit, like, a drum when you're done so, talking.
3: <laughs> so, so what is your tribe? Uh, what's their term for the
4: Bigfoot? What do they call um, them? Translation is big brother or tree brother or big brother tree, depending on how you word it. Um, but cha-tibodo. Uh, tibodo means big brother or elder brother. And cha means wood or tree. Um that's why every now and then, like for certain insults, I'll call somebody a nugecha wooden ears means they don't listen. Okay. Cause you know. I'm I'm weird.
3: <laughs> uh what else can you tell us about the Bigfoot?
4: Um well, the only time I've ever actually seen one up close was, or relatively close, was during a storm, and I can tell you they have great camo. <laughs> like, think of a ghillie suit on steroids. If you like, if you've seen a military ghillie suit without all the leaves and extra crap on it, um, they basically look like a walking ghillie suit. With natural uh, camo. Like for some oh. reason, I don't know what it is. They It looks like they blend into everything.
3: Were you able to see the face?
4: Um, prob- I could probably draw it if you asked me to. But other than that, I would have to say I don't remember a whole lot. And, and But that's only because of a medical condition.
3: Okay. And, uh, are these, are these, uh, Bigfoot, are they seen as guardians? Are they malevolent or benevolent or neutral?
4: Like, uh, what is their um, standing? They're more, they're guardians, but if you piss them off or if you do something to royally, you know, be royally stupid around one or near one, you're, you're more than likely getting your ass handed to you. Um, actually think somebody made reference to uh, trying to find a bigfoot one time and ended up having like a rock thrown at him because they were doing the whole bigfoot hunt thing I were mean, they
3: doing like the the tree knocking and the yelling and shit
4: yeah i mean doing that sort of thing is just asking for all sorts of bad bad things to happen because you're not just challenging Okay, say you're doing the whole Bigfoot hunt thing and you are you are sounding like another one. You don't know what you're saying in their language. For all you know, you could be, you know, cussing it out and challenging it for its territory. At that point, yeah, you deserve to get your ass kicked. So, like, I eventually, when I get a chance, I plan on taking uh, the local guys around here and doing a, taking them up to where I'm from. And doing a full-on weekend camp thing, and seeing if I can't help them actually, you know, explore the native spiritual, spiritual aspects, and you know, <clears throat> show them a little more the native mysticism from where I'm from. So,
3: let's say you're out in the woods or hunting or whatever. Uh, how would you be able to tell that there's Bigfoot in the area? Is there like little signs that we should look out for? Um besides the obviously large tracks
4: <laughs> yeah other than the you know the massively large footprint um honestly it's one of those things where if you're going to see one it's pr- in my opinion if you're going to find one if you see one on the ground it's too late you're pretty much already screwed uh 9 times out of 10 pay attention to your feelings it look up if you're near a bluff or something like that because they're not going to be You know, within grabbing distance, they're going to keep their distance from you. They're not of this realm. They're not, you know, they know how to get here. They know how to go back. You know, 10 to 1, if you see one, they're probably just scoping you out and trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. If you're, you know, if you pose a threat to their environment, to the environment, do you pose a threat to them? If so, well, here's hoping you can keep your teeth. (laughs)
3: So, do you think uh, the Bigfoot are behind all the missing people in the national parks?
4: Oh, hell no. Like, uh, There's so various you know, other creatures have... that are responsible for that.
3: And what creatures would those be? Would those be the Dogman that some people talk about? Or is that something else?
4: Um. Okay, reference Dogman.
3: So, right. I, I hate the term. It's the humanoid... Like canine creatures. some people call it lichens. Uh, oh. Bayou country, they call it the rougarou. Oh, but they, yeah. But I've heard of them getting into territorial disputes with Bigfoot.
2: I mean, you'll see. Um, you'll see some in some Japanese anime too.
3: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> um. Okay, so the whole lichen throw up thing—you can just like for for my people, for like the Sioux Nation in general. You can take that and check that right out the window. Uh, we will tell any any Native American that's uh, semi-traditional. We'll flat out tell you there's no such thing as werewolves. Um, one of the people that was supposed to be here tonight actually has the name of one of the creatures I'm trying to dance around. The name of who was having computer difficulties?
3: Oh, the Wendigo. <laughs> the Wendigo
4: um f- for me th- especially with it being dark i had there are certain taboos i can't touch because of my shamanistic nature i have to dance around them very carefully so if i drop you guys little bitty breadcrumbs and you guys can pick them up for me that'd be awesome um there's another one um because believe it or is not that sh- both <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, so in some cultures, these things are taboo, like uh, like speaking of the skinwalker.
4: That was the other one I'm I'm trying to avoid.
1: Thank you. Is that like the juice? Like you can say its name or it might appear.
4: Um, yeah, just like like saying concept. its name is bad. Right for right now, um, saying its name um, can invite me as a form of target because I am, for all intents and purposes. A shaman I am very in tune to the spiritual nature of the worlds Uh, so I try to especially at night I dance around uh, the taboos as best I can without actually bringing on certain things to myself um it's just the way I've always been um simply because better safe than sorry I'm not risking it um
1: it's more precautionary. Like, I was, yeah. I was just wondering, like, what the thought process was, because I do know people that follow demonic nature, and I've never really heard mm-hmm. them take on that kind of mentality. But, you know, these people are also a little bit different in whatever they they are probably believing. It's, they're not Indian or Native American by nature, you know? Right. Um. I, I actually like, grew up in without trying to sound disrespectful or like mock it or anything, but it's almost like that boogie man kind of thing. Like, just don't say the word, kind of thing. Pretty much at the don't, moment. Don't give it life. Like, right. Don't give it life, kind of thing. Correct. Um, right. And
4: the the reason I dance around it so well is because I'm actually of two different worlds. Um, I'm half Native American, and I actually uh, descend from a uh, ancient Viking bloodlines. So, like, my shamanistic nature is balanced between two. So, I have a ton of taboos that I have to deal with as far as two different worlds go. One of them that they share is similar to those two creatures. Um, now, the only, like, the, in the native aspect, the only way to get rid of those two creatures is to literally hunt them down, dig their hearts out, and burn the heart. Um, And believe it or not, there are, to this day, still groups of individuals that are trained on how to do this uh, in a very ritualistic and some... <laughs> I hate to say the word kind of like an exorcist, right? No, it's not an exorcism. It's a very malicious and ritualistic thing to do because to everybody else, we know what this creature is, but it's also at the same time, it could appear to be 100% normal when we're doing this. So, you know, then it comes down to the concept of, okay, how far are we willing to go for these things? You know, and they, again, these creatures can go from one realm to the next. So we have to figure out, okay, how am I chasing it? Where am I chasing it to? And, oh yeah, by the way, can it take possession of me? Which would really fucking suck if it did. There are
3: recorded instances like of, of
4: people becoming possessed by these. Um, I personally know of one, and I don't really want to go into it.
3: Okay, okay, we can
4: respect that. Um, another instance is um, one of my uh, cousins. Actually, just a couple of months ago, like last month actually, got a hold of me trying to figure out how to keep one of those away from another person, because they were literally seeing it everywhere. So eventually I have to try to figure out if it worked or not, and if I have to make a road trip.
1: Which will be interesting. Yeah, that's a little bit more than speaking the name, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's like I
3: said. Would, would
1: I, you
3: would you would have to would you have to deal with that alone, or would you take someone like older that's more experienced in these sort of things with you?
4: Um, the only other person I knew or know of that could deal with it, um, <laughs> passed away like ten years ago. And I'm the only one that can do it in this realm in, in my area. So, like, I'd, I'd have to take care of it by myself and hope for the best.
3: <laughs> Rough. Well.
4: But yeah, you are right, Brandy. Um, because of everything I've tried dancing around, I've actually given way too much light compared to just you know giving a name out but at the same time
1: I, i mean i'm i was just trying to this sorry i came in late so i only heard half your story i'm not even sure what area this was in or anything but i was just thinking like it's like to me at least i would say you're virtually doing the same thing because it's already in your head so it's already there you know what i mean you you know what you're referring to you know what you're trying not to quote unquote say yeah but it's already there that's how I would perceive it. You know, like if you're trying to block something out or take away it, it's, it's, um, I don't know, not let it know you're giving the tension or whatever you have to just block it. You know what I mean? Of course, maybe not scream it from the top of your lungs, but trying to find a clever way to still talk about it without actually saying the name. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how well that would work for you. At least for me, I would like, be thinking that I'm still thinking. You know what I mean? Well,
4: well, you're completely right. But at the same and time... It actually
1: sounds super uncomfortable, so I don't want to push you to talk about something that you're already pretty <laughs> oh, much... That you're oh, I'm breaking talking out in a about. sweat right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, just, it's like Unlike... hot in here.
4: <laughs> see unlike most guys i can actually multitask so i can hold a conversation or hold a con a topic and then completely dump my mind at the same time so <laughs> like it it helps a little but at the same time like it yeah it sucks
3: And, uh, how did you receive your shamanic training? Was this like a generational thing? Was this
4: like, yes, I was actually, um, <laughs> um, I was taught by, uh, three different elders in my family until the day they passed away. And then, you know, it just keeps getting picked up by different various people in my life who are older and more knowledgeable, um, Right now, I'm at the point in my life where I'm away from my family. I'm away from, you know, a good majority of my native ancestry, and I'm trying to help other people as best I can because that's basically what I fucking do. Uh, to hell with myself. If I can help anybody else, I'll, I will. Um, there's people who we both know Does that'll that vouch for that.
1: People? What? Does that make you feel more vulnerable, being away from, like, your family, or...
4: No, it doesn't. Um, um Mainly because... You know, like, the, things... the whole,
1: like, number numbers kind of thing. Like, if you were, like, experiencing something unpleasant, like, you may feel a little bit more secure knowing that they were, they were closer to you, or would you feel more vulnerable, you know, or depending on what's going on
4: it would determine my 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 active response uh primarily um if i start having issues i know i have people relatively close by i can reach out to you and be like hey i'm i'm having a hard time i'm i'm kind of onsh right now uh can you help me you know Omaki." but at the same time i kind of prefer to be away from my family so that way, if things, you know, really do go into a bad way for other people, they can reach out to me and be like, hey, omakia, omakia, I need help. Uh, help me, help me.
1: So I don't I, know what that what means. Is, what is omakia supposed
4: to mean? Help. Help me. Oh.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can... <laughs> you don't know? <laughs>
3: emotionally... That's cool. This educational.
4: Oh, well, good. my my primary language actually isn't English, so <laughs> um, it's really my easy head. for me to... well yeah but it's really easy for me to bounce between English and native so half the time I'll be like you know which means uncle or uh, which means grandpa or I can say Omakia and like you know say the same word three different ways and then
1: finally switch to English probably a pretty good term to want to know in almost any language I would say you would want to know how to properly ask for help right
4: Um, but there's the, there's the downside to that is because I have to be able to say help me in a male and female dialect of my own language, which is Dakota. And then I have to know how to say it in two other dialects of the Sioux language as well, which sucks. And and most of the time it literally just breaks down to one letter. I did not catch any yeah, of that Randy. Yeah, you kinda it a little bit.
1: That's be I don't I live in a portal, okay? We go over this every time. I don't know what it just goes in and out. I don't get it. There's something fucking weird here. Anyhow. Then <laughs> the moon water's not helping. Um, would, my moon water isn't done. Oh, you're working <laughs> on it?
2: That's gonna be a clip. No. Out.
1: Her water's good, though. If you need protection, you can make that. It's easy.
3: So, so is uh the whole uh, election process for being a shaman? Is this like uh, through bloodlines, or is it like the elders decide? Hey, this guy's got what it takes. I mean, how does that work?
4: Um, primarily, it's a bloodline thing. Um. I have, and this is where the native world actually breaks down, is I have actual medicine men in my family who, in the native world, that name is literal. They went and got the medicines needed to keep people healthy, basically a fucking doctor or a shaman that, you know, the white people normally dealt with. And then there is the Wichashawanka or iishka, which means holy man, or, you know, uh, uh. Yishka means uh, translator of, you know, translator of power or, you know, basically the what is now a priest, you know, the person okay. who could actually speak to God himself.
3: Like an intermediary, yeah.
4: Correct. Um, I have both of those in my native ancestry and it's a really strong bloodline in that aspect. So at a young age, I was kind of groomed into it. And then I found the other half of my ancestry, and I was like, huh. Well, fuck. I, I, I kind of got screwed two ways here. <laughs> like, My native ancestry has it, and the white ancestry has this stuff. Lovely. So
3: so I got a question. It's a little off topic, though. What do you think of that warrior guy on TikTok that's always saying, hey, colonizer? What's your opinion of that
4: guy? I have... I, I don't have TikTok.
3: Oh, okay. Good for you. I was uh, wondering what your opinion was, because, like, you know, some oh, people had oh, a lot oh. of mixed, you know, feelings about this guy's, like, racist, and other people are like, no, he's doing good. And
4: okay, hang there's, on. There's a second. lot you of controversy
3: on this guy.
4: Or are you looking it up? I am. Just so I can... Like, cause
3: Have I want a friend. Yeah, cause this guy I was calling himself like Native Warrior or some shit, and then I, and then like he would dox people, and then he ended up getting counter doxed and then he started crying that he needed money to move because people knew where he lived.
2: You don't play with fire.
4: Hang on, I actually think I know this dude.
2: <laughs>
4: oh shit!
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's in the same tribe.
3: No, I have no idea which tribe that guy was from. I just remember seeing on TikTok and a lot of people reacting to his videos. So, I've got a couple of videos. You guys interested in watching them? Sure. Sure. So first one is supposedly a Bigfoot sighting.
4: Okay, that's actually the whole hey colonizer thing actually kind of funny.
2: Oh, Brandy's trying to get something out of the portal. What are you...
4: Um, Uh-oh. Oh. I was just going to...
1: I'm sorry. Is that Bigfoot license. The hunting license. <laughs>
3: Oh, and yeah, that thing was like, uh, it was like a bunch of bullshit. So, like, like the, the the this this representative in Oklahoma was doing this as a big old publicity stunt to try to get people to, yeah, go on vacation and and uh, look for something that they are, they're not allowed to capture, uh, kill. They've got to capture it alive and humanely. So I don't know how someone's going to collect a three million dollar bounty on a live Bigfoot that was captured humanely. It's just. It just sounds like total bullshit. Well, it's like it's that not... There's
1: actually official military orders in Washington that you're not allowed to kill the Bigfoot.
3: I think it's the state animal of Washington. I, I can't remember.
1: But the state let's... animal? Yeah. That's like, it's
3: like it's like the state animal. So let's let's play this clip real quick and see if we can determine if this is a real Bigfoot or not. Can you see it? No. That's a man taking a shit. Uh, damn. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta I'll play it, I'll play it, I'll play it again, so I I mean like me being on the forest, I wouldn't just pick this out in the background, you know, it's just
4: Hang on, pause it right there. <laughs> damn yeah can the... you pause
2: or yeah there you go right there
4: right, right about here yeah oh, it's
3: <sighs> why the hell does that Fauci thing keep coming up that's like ruining everything
2: <laughs> cause we're like the one show that's not talking about Fauci <laughs>
3: yeah and, and uh the, the uh the whole uh, DARPA papers that are getting people banned off of Twitter for sharing them.
2: Yeah. That's why we love so, Fauci.
3: So I got some Bigfoot sounds if you'd like to hear some. And these were supposedly recorded in the, the Sierra Nevadas back, like in the 1970s or 80s. We'll go ahead and play these. You hear the whooping? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the sound that gibbons make. I think you hear a little bit of the samurai chatter. It's like one of the guys are recording, he's like responding back, probably pissing them off.
4: Way too well rehearsed.
3: Yeah, this is like really old footage that they featured, like in the Art Bell show, even back in the day.
4: Right, but if you, if you, uh, like roll it back a little bit and listen to some of the responses, he is making it's almost as though it's a perfect, uh, mimic. And if you you were hearing something for the first time, you wouldn't be able to mimic something Mm -hmm. that easily. Without running. Yeah, like to yeah, so
3: these guys were like, uh, yeah. they were like an enclosure. It was like a wooden enclosure that these guys were in, and they could hear everything. And they like locked themselves in.
4: <laughs>
3: I can't remember if these guys were like lumberjacks or something. I forgot the whole backstory. <laughs>
1: Right there, go for it. Don't
2: go for I Don't go um, animalistic than be able to fucking make sounds like that
4: yeah like that's like that's what I was saying it sounds almost a little too uh, rehearsed because one of those guys was responding perfectly in same pitch same tones the whole nine yards
3: so you think that video or the recordings are fake I mean, in my opinion
4: right. yes okay like am I an expert no but like I, there are certain animals You're I know very well. But
1: with practice, your understanding is there are fictional beings. Did I get okay, that right? What was that? I said. So, your perspective or your understanding of it is that they are definitely interdimensional beings. These bigfoot, interspiritual things. beings. Yes. I I don't really have a whole lot to add to this because I don't follow Bigfoot. I don't care too much, to be honest, um, <laughs> because I just don't really know what to think about it. But my dude has a lot of knowledge about it because he lived in Washington and he said shit up there is like everywhere. It's like a big fucking deal. But I mean, I'm just like, I don't really know what to think. Like, is it like a creature that's kind of withstood the test of time with immaculate hiding? Or maybe not so immaculate hiding if if the numbers have dwindled down so much. I mean, I really don't know what to think. So I don't I don't really watch a lot of Bigfoot stuff. I don't know if it's just because my whole entire life, it was just such a a conspiracy of conspiracies. You know what I mean? Like, well, not even just a, I don't even know, call it a conspiracy, like a mythological story. I don't really sure how to like look at it. So sometimes with things like that, I just kind of set them aside and I'll listen to what people have to say about it. But my interest level is fairly low. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, just because I don't really know what to think about it. I mean, it doesn't like perplex me all that much. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that have spent a gigantic portion of their life, their time and their money on this search and search for the truth and all that. And I do respect them for, you know, being out there and trying to, to like, you know, make sense of it. But I don't really know what to think. Um I know a lot of people think how Klaus asked about, do you think they're responsible for the missing humans? I know a lot of people seem to think that that might have something to do with it. I also have heard a lot of theories of um, them traveling in like underground tunnel systems. Um, I've just heard a lot of stuff and it seems to be all over the fucking board. And as far as interdimensional stuff, I, I just don't know. I, I I just simply don't know. You know. Um. I don't. I don't know how. Because that would open the door for just about anything. Being able to go interdimensionally, and I guess, then you can bring believe in fairies and fucking everything else. I suppose. <laughs> um, but I I just don't know how to really. I so i did hear you say that they travel interdimensionally so in my mind i went okay so that's where he's landed or that's what he's been taught or told or whatever you know
3: yeah so that's that's like there's the the schools of thought on bigfoot is some people believe they're interdimensional and some people say that they're also right. tied to UFO sightings. And if, if they they appear sometimes near UFO sightings and sometimes black hol- helicopters appear after uh, a Bigfoot sighting, there's the other school of thought people think it's the missing link. That's like the most scientific, you know, take it out of the mythology kind of thing. And then there's the
1: other.
4: Like
3: a... <sighs> yeah, because people think it's the missing link in our like, uh, evolutionary tree somehow.
4: Yeah, oh, okay. th- sure. I've heard a lot. So, of so, so,
3: so they go that science angle with it, and then there's like the biblical angle where people are like these are the Nephilim, you know these these are these are giants, you know, from the Bible. So there's that other angle that right. go with.
1: And there's so much discrepancy for like what even was the Nephilim? Are we talking like ten to twelve foot? Are we talking thirty feet? Like it's all over the board. It seems like you know.
3: Yeah, because like uh, I think the average ones are like they say between seven and eight feet tall, and then some people are like no, those are juveniles. Like they get bigger to like twelve or ten feet, and then the alpha males maybe up to fifteen feet tall.
4: Um, and then, see, and then
3: I and then I and then I heard stories that the ones in Alaska are even bigger than the ones over here.
4: That I would have a hard time believing it with the Alaskans being bigger, because the caribou foods a caribou would be their primary food source. And caribou literally, you know, have free roam. They they migrate way too often, way too much to have, you know, a sustainable food source. On that, but again, as far as I know, and the way what I've been told, and as far as you know, all of the elders I've ever heard from, um, they say they range anywhere between eight or seven and eight and a half nine foot tall. Uh, the one I saw, probably roughly oh, between seven oh, and
1: eight.
4: I didn't catch any of that, Randy.
1: I've noticed, that I, I noticed there's something at my couch. So I, I don't know with my couch but the second I go near my couch, my service gets weird. And that's every time you guys have said something, it's been like when I've either been I sat down on the couch oh. or I walked over there. Oh um, man, I the said, couch me, is I would feel like. <laughs> We ain't going into that. But...
4: <laughs> my couch has an EM field um... around it.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. There, there's something there's, there's to, secretly something... a wireless transmitter there's... somewhere
4: in your couch.
1: Oh, shit. Well, this is fairly new within like, the last couple of months because I noticed like even when I'm sitting there, like if I'm scrolling on, my own shit isn't loading when I'm sitting there. So I don't know. Maybe my portal moved. I don't fucking know. But what I was saying is for Nephilim, for me, it, a seven-foot average is not that much taller than an actual person. But what was with the, that race of people that were really tall? Like, ten foot? And between, what was it, like, ten and twelve feet or whatever? And there's all these pictures of them, these, like, old-timey pictures of, like, a lot of times they would end up at the circus or... Um, yeah, I
3: can't, I can't the remember that guy's name. Even. Like, he was probably seven or eight feet tall. Um... There, there was a bouncer in my hometown he was like seven foot three and he was friends with triple h but like he was a shitty bouncer because he had a bad knee so people just kick out his knee and he just like collapsed it was like he was like almost useless if people knew how to kick his knee out Jesus. but he was just like a he was just like a big dude it was like uh like Andre the giant he was like one of the strongest wrestlers in wWF but that guy never worked out he just he just like ate a lot he drank a lot he never trained and if he actually trained he would have been like a monster.
4: But yeah, honestly, I wouldn't
1: know. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Tell me if you can hear me. I can hear you. so weird. If I stand on my couch, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm cleaning my my couch. It's very dirty. And we'll just clean it. So anyway. Oh, lost you. (laughs) <laughs> there was racist people fuck like, was it is it africa south africa they're not african necessarily but that they, they there there was a lot of them that were pretty tall um like unusually tall not just seven feet which is pretty tall but even more so than that and there's like pictures of them and stuff like throughout history. um but I, 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 again, I don't know. These people are always really tall and super lanky. You know, they don't look like big old giants. Uh, they're they they, just talking they about the, the
3: Maasai, because I know that tribe. Like they, they, try to recruit them for basketball a lot because these guys are really good at jumping. They're they're really tall and lanky, but they're not like super broad and muscle bound. Uh, they're they're known for hunting lions. <laughs> well, I know that it's
4: the Dinka tribe out of Af- out of South Africa. It's actually a uh, South Sudan. That get well over seven foot tall.
1: We might be talking about a couple different things here. So I, so I, might, I, I might be going off topic like...
3: with this. Have you heard of the Seteca, like uh, the the Giants of Love, Love Lock uh, Cave in Nevada? Have you heard about that? I have not. <clears throat> so, so legend is like these people were they were known as the Lotus Eaters, and they were like a tribe of giants that the the natives there they killed by using smoke inhalation to wipe them out. And they're supposedly like skelet- intact skeletons of these giants, but they, the tribe refuses to allow the Smithsonian Institute to take uh, DNA samples, so I'm just wondering, are these actual race of giants, or are these like a type of Bigfoot or something that the, the locals killed off? <clears throat> um.
1: I've never heard of them.
3: It comes up every now and then
1: because these are redheaded people or giants supposedly. Giant gingers? Are these the ones with like the is this where the six finger thing comes from? I, I don't like, know if they have six fingers and, fingers and two, two rows of show teeth, your
3: But uh but uh it does come up every now and then when they talk about giants and stuff out in Nevada.
1: Well is there how much truth is there? or knowingly to the lore that the whole Indian how thing where you showed your hand was so that they could make sure that you didn't have six figures oh, before interacting I never with you? I never heard of that. That's, That's a myth. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty big one. It's out there kind of a, out there. Um, I thought that was, just, I, I thought again, that was just to
3: show you were unarmed. It
4: was. Well,
1: I did see something... There was saying that was also to show so that they would be able to see your hands to see if you had the sixth finger because even if you weren't a quote-unquote giant per se, that sixth finger was supposed to (coughs) indicate that you were of that bloodline and then… Like a bloodline indicator thing? Yes, yes, exactly. But then, you know, the six-finger is also attributed to witches, and I mean, there's just all kinds of shit with the six-finger thing. But I did, not too long ago, maybe about two years ago, I started seeing some things, and I looked into it a little bit. Not not crazy, because, again, low interest. Oh, but, that's what you were talking
4: um, about, Winniego. Okay. Oh, I have where... heard of these guys.
3: Okay, I pronounced it wrong. I'm
2: sorry. Setecha, you gringo.
4: Well, I dated a gal that was Hopi and Navajo, so, like, seeing the pronunciation, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. No, she told me about these guys. Yeah, they got, like, other. as far as I know, she told me they were just, like, um, what, you know, it says in the report. as like, she didn't go into a whole lot of deep detail in it. I heard, that like, was,
3: someone took their scalps and made, like, a coat out of it. I heard that was, like, a trophy.
4: Honestly, if that happened, I wouldn't know. Um, she and I, uh, we don't talk. That's <laughs> okay. But, yeah, as far as, like, the sixth finger thing, as far as I've ever been told, the raising of the hand was just to show that you, you know, you meant no harm. And you were like, wasn't reaching Oh, yeah,
1: that's the general in consensus or general thing, or it's like just like a friendly greeting. But like I said, you know, people, they talk about a lot of things, they have a lot to say. And I did see that they were saying that that was how the Native Americans were able to see if we were from this landline of, I, I guess, giants. I think that. So I don't know if there was some. Legendary epic battle that went on between the little people and the big people. I don't know.
4: If there was, then that's something that was lost to time. Right. That's all I know. That, that's what I can say. Maybe
1: you only talk about it because it would bring it back. Don't know. I'm just curious. I I actually may um. My brothers and sisters, because we're half, they have a lot of Native American in their bloodline, and I did grow up with some of that. But they, they didn't like the family didn't teach really much of anything aside from having a lot of turquoise and Indian art. Hmm. Um, I didn't see a lot of teaching going on of anything. So, quite frankly, I can't even remember what private was, but. Um, Pretty much a lot of uh, uh, almost everything I know about Native Americans I've probably learned in Brother Bear, and that's a joke.
4: Oh, oh!
3: I don't think I even seen that
4: movie. I I, I, feel like I, I did and, you know, that that movie from movie. Disney is a slap in the face to all skins. Like, hold <laughs> why? Because it's just that much.
1: It's... Huh? What?
4: Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, now that I'm back in my English language. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: I don't know what's wrong with Brother Bear. It's just that... It's literally animals... (laughs)
4: Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'll let I you, mean,
1: don't I... be me, afraid to offend me. I didn't write the movie. I don't give a fuck what you think about Brother Bear. <laughs> I don't care how. Oh, okay. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. <laughs> it might hurt my daughter's feelings. She was killing, like every fucking day, like for months. So I've seen that movie a thousand times. It was her bedtime movie every single night. Can you put on Brother Bear?
4: My and my... they were in
1: Canada, so the mess was Canadian.
4: And my daughter hated that movie. <laughs> maybe she
1: was influenced by her father who had oh, some strong feelings
3: about God. it that, that, that kind of reminds me of my childhood Emma, when we, my grandfather pulled me aside and they were showing like old cowboy Indian movies and he would tell us that don't believe what's going on in the movie the, the Indians were the good guys it was the cowboys that were the real bad guys and I don't know right? if anybody grew up hearing that from their own
4: grandfather you know what? Your grandpa wasn't wrong. <laughs> but no. um, No, the Brother Bear movie had a, had a nice little underlying subliminal message. But overall, it was just really ugh. Which...
1: It was Like, just too cliche?
4: Yeah. You know, and... I mean, it's
1: just kid-friendly, kid-appropriate. It's kind of hard to... I don't know. Would be the first time Disney Disney butchered anything just for entertainment.
4: That ain't no lie. Um, but not, like, if you want a good understanding of Native humor or um, the the plains in the Midwestern Native lifestyle, um, three movies I can recommend. One is Smoke Signals. Uh, I've others. seen that
3: one. That's pretty good. Where they all, "Hey, Victor!" And he's right talking about it, the Grand Slam dinner at Denny's.
1: That's not a good one.
4: What's up? <laughs> I
3: think she was t- talking <laughs> about oh, the Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> I
4: don't know. I I
1: couldn't hear. Huh? Were you talking about the Cheech and Chong movie? <laughs> Is that what you were referring? The Cheech and Chong movie, punk
4: no. no, I said Pokemon oh. it was totally joking. Um one one of the movies
1: this month. Like
4: <sighs> she keeps cutting out so horribly for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kinda of funny because it's right when she's trying to say something towards Native Americans. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like the technologies is like muting her. <laughs> I used to watch a couple of the lectures from
3: Russell Means. Like, he he did one where he said, welcome to the reservation. He was talking about how everybody in America is going to get locked up and we're all going to be treated like Native Americans on a reservation.
4: You know what? That's what quarantines were. (laughs) Welcome to my world, bitches. (laughs) Um... (laughs) That's actually kind of appropriate. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was I was
3: telling people work. I didn't want the vaccine because, like, that's the next generation smallpox blanket. And look what they did to my people. You know, I was just talking like grace. that. And they just laughed at. it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Klaus! You and I are gonna have so much fun in the future, man. <laughs> I'm gonna teach you native humor, so just so you can run with it and have fun. I've, I've,
3: I've been watching some of the native humor on TikToks where they talk about the aunties and stuff, and then they're. Mm-hmm. They were talking about oh the burrito lady, you're talking the burrito lady. I'm thinking wow, wow, didn't realize natives <laughs> loved burritos so much and then they're hey auntie hi. you know they were talking about oh there's gonna be a baby at nine months where they're like say hi to my friend. You know, I've been watching a lot of that
4: stuff. Yeah. No, oh god. The last they're time talking, I took They're talking about coral
3: necklaces was uh, Native American slang for hickeys. I thought that,
4: yep. that was pretty funny. Uh the last time I took a gal home to meet the family, uh One of my grandmas literally looked at her and goes, So, when did the baby do? (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at my grandma and I'm like, Grandma, she's not pregnant. Then why'd you bring her home for? Thought it'd be nice to meet the family. Yeah. Don't bring a girl home unless she's pregnant. I want a
3: granddaughter. Okay. I remember when I when I was stationed in Nevada. I remember my my uh, grandmother's advice was she wanted me to marry a Native American girl so she could teach me proper Spanish. And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to me.
4: But I was like, "That, that was like her wishes." Well, down it like in that area, you know, the Native language and the Spanish language are the two actually primary subspoken languages outside of the major cities. So it would have been work. Just don't piss her off, otherwise you wouldn't have woken back up. Um, Graham Greens is in a movie called Skins. Um, he plays a character named Moogie, and that's a really, really good modern day native lifestyle uh show to watch. It's more based in the South Dakota area. And then the other one is a bit of a historical movie, um, which does the which covers the wounded knee standoff from the view of a uh, Lakota woman called. Uh, oh, fuck. Actually, it's Lakota Woman. <laughs> Those would be the three movies I would recommend. But then there's this series,
3: Reservation Dog. I still haven't seen it. I really want to see it. I guess it's on Hulu and FX, so you have
4: to see it. It is up. on Hulu. I even looked it up for you, dude. Like, I'm about to start watching it without you. <laughs>
3: Well, I, I used to, like, pirate my stuff That's off a cryo I see, but uh, I haven't found anything on there lately. Oh. I think the website has been shut down. Not not that I advocate that
1: kind of thing.
4: Well, stop being Kuja, which means lazy, and, you know, watch the damn
1: show. <laughs> stop being lazy and sit down uh, podcast. I
4: can't. Oh. I, 10 to 1, I think I probably agree with what she said.
1: <laughs> Did you not hear me again?
3: Nope. No, you, you cut out of camera. What the fuck?
1: Like, I'm half gonna, of it, like, in the portal. Out. That doesn't make it... I mean, this is, like, anywhere in my house at this point. So that, that's the <laughs> problem. I have it. Okay. Let me click out and come back. It's All the right. feds. Okay.
4: Like I said, I I think it's like an EM device in her couch.
3: I wish wish Roots was supposed to be here to tell us about his experience with Bigfoot, living among them, hearing them. He sent me a photo like, here's a footprint, and he put like a $20 bill next to it. And I was like, I I don't know. It looks like a regular footprint in the snow, but it didn't look like a Bigfoot. Uh. And and I I know chat was dying because I know they wanted to give like Roots a hard time. So that would have been some entertainment.
2: I mean, while getting some clips from him, uh, I did notice that he tends to get drunk at 9 a.m. So, he's Oh, he starts out.
3: pretty early, man. Yeah. Like, And then he'll pass out, and then his stream's going on for almost 12-plus hours, and people will jump in his stream, oh, he's unconscious, and then they'll say something in chat, then leave, you know? It's... Yeah. <laughs>
2: hmm. Hey, that's life, dude.
3: Yeah. Well, there was... Uh... I was going to talk. I forgot. I had some other like fever dreams, like besides like the, seeing the Buddha. So like another night, it was like uh, I had a really bad fever dream, and I had the humidifier running,
1: <laughs> and I,
3: and I was sweating, and all I remember was sweating, and I thought I was drowning in my pillow. Nice. It was, it was like it was like a really weird experience. Wake up in the morning thinking I was drowning in my pillow, you know. And then there was like another night where I guess my mother was. Uh, she was like a little concerned. She couldn't sleep. So she kept checking up on me all night. Well, the whole night, I'm trying to sleep and I keep hearing my voice called out. And I didn't know what's going on. It seemed like every time i cough, I'd wake up and hit my head on the headboard. And uh, I was joking with my dad. I was like, ah, all this time I thought like the La Llorona was haunting me and trying to fill the lungs. It was just my mom checking up on me in my sleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> as fucked up as it is. <laughs> damn yeah dude it's like it's like I've, I've had like nightmare you know it's like I'd, these weren't like really nightmares but like these were like insane like fever dreams i was having with loaded up on all these meds like they gave me a bunch of steroids and shit and the first night i uh, took those it was amazing because my lungs opened up and i was just like i couldn't fall asleep because i was breathing in so much air i was just like how the hell am i breathing in so much I can air breathe. It was, it was amazing. I felt like I should have been at the gym working out, you know, even though I had pneumonia.
4: I know those feelings.
3: Uh, so, so I'll probably uh I think we'll probably break the the string down uh, unless you've got any more information that you would like to put out, Shadow Scott. I'm
4: um, kind of good to go right now.
3: And so, I
1: need to have uh, a shower and I have a question for your shamanic stuff. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead and ask, Brandy.
1: You can hear me now.
3: Yes. yes, yes, perfectly.
1: <laughs> now we can hear you. So cool and, and weird. I'm in the same exact spot. Um, did you in your shamanic training? Did you do like the sweat tent stuff? Is that part of it? The sweat lodge, yes. Because is that how they like determine whether or not you're particularly eligible?
4: No, that's a whole, the, uh, the sweat lodge is the equivalent seat to a native church. It is a cleansing ritual.
1: But don't they, like, kind of, like, whoever takes you in there, like, if you're in there with, like, like, a shamanic guide or something, don't they get, like, their own visions about you as well?
4: Um, that's on a case-by-case basis. Sure. And that's as
1: far as I can go, Brandy, without risking a dox. I just wanted to know if that would be part of them, like maybe seeing you as special, you know, um, for lack of a better way to put it. Um,
4: the the being viewed as a special thing normally happens within the first five years of uh, of a person's life. Further. But like I said, after like anything other than that, I can't say. Uh, otherwise, I can actually risk docs.
1: But no, uh, that no, was good. part so, of, um, I don't know, determining things. I know it's part of a cleanse, and I mean, I know, like, regular ass people can kind of do it, too. But I was just curious if there was more of a ritualistic, like, ceremonial, specific, sweat lodge sort of situation um, uh, that would, that I, would I give can... more of an insight into you. But don't I... say anything gonna risk you you know i I can go into a
4: little bit and that'd be about it
1: where you're not live if that was if that's more comfortable i was just curious was like part of like the process if aside from just the traditional cleansing aspect of it if there was anything quote-unquote magical that would happen and promoting you to be a shaman or whatever.
4: Um, that depend. Honestly, that part depends on which type of sweat lodge you're in. Uh, there's various types of sweat lodge rituals performed at various times yeah. of the year for various reasons. Right. So. But yeah, don't I,
1: they I mean, mean... Like, sweat lodges, um, like, sort of comparable to what would sort of be an exorcism, in a sense. For lack of the proper terminology? Um. I mean, is it, it's, is that not, like, a procedure or a protocol or something, maybe not, like, the first thing you would jump to, but, like, if something was a little bit more stubborn?
4: Possibly. I mean, that, that is a thing that could happen, but that's, um, on that aspect, you wouldn't be doing a sweat lodge, you would be doing a whole different type of ceremony, um, for something like that, but like I've seen people do sweat lodges because, like, in Klaus's aspect, he has pneumonia. I've seen them hold a sweat lodge, yeah, you know, to help somebody who is extremely
1: ill. It would, um, it would be a typical sweat lodge time, like, for a cleansing, it
4: that depends and on how many I people are it in it, it could be quite lengthy, <laughs>
1: right. Like, can they sometimes go on for like days, like three days, four days?
2: Yeah. How many, um, how many dudes can you can you squeeze in a sweat lodge?
4: Depending on how big it is, oh, I right. I have oh. seen a sweat lodge big enough to hold fifty people.
1: Oh. Can you get sick from what's coming off of anybody else, like toxins? No. Okay. Tr- trust me uh, right the way it's
4: <laughs> no the way it's done you're uh trust me you don't have to worry about anybody else's toxins but your own because it's gonna be hot as balls in there
1: and you know what you feel better like coming back like, in. and like get like kind of sick right they get they go through like that process of getting sick but then feeling better at the end uh yeah if a
4: person goes into a vision inside of this sweat lodge you actually are not allowed to touch them uh, and they because... have to,
1: like, play it out, right? Unless there's... Like, you uh, just kind of have to let it roll, right?
4: Uh, pretty much. I've, I've heard of people going into a vision state while inside of a sweat lodge. It's actually an extremely rare occurrence.
1: Would that be, like, an incantation or Or,
4: like, where they're... It's... No, it's like a, like
3: a vision quest that they have.
4: Right? Yeah, it's a vision quest. It's one of the ways you can do a vision quest. But again, like I said, that's an extremely rare occurrence. Uh, there's actually a whole other ceremony that you need to do to go on a vision quest. Is it I common don't. for people to
1: die going into the sweat, lo- sweat lodge for any reason? No. No. So no the whole pretty, reason, it's pretty the whole safe as far as not I named the show was after the
3: incident where a whole bunch of people died in the sweat lodge. That was the whole reason.
1: I, I didn't Wait. even ever think of that. I was just curious.
3: I think I think it was in Arizona or some shit where like they were like doing it wrong, and that's why they ended up with a bunch of people that died.
1: Was it too hot or something?
3: Yeah, I think they dehydrated, they dehydrated everybody a
1: while back. Yeah.
3: That, that's also like people doing ayahuasca, and then the people like weren't right. like doing it the right way, so. Because it's supposed to be like a mixed ayahuasca and tobacco that they take, and it's supposed to cure them with addictions, but some people weren't. They're supposed to vomit the tea up. And some people weren't vomiting the tea, and I think
1: that's how it was like killing people, too. Oh, they were, like, absorbing too much of it?
3: Yeah, yeah, because, like, the whole ayahuasca thing, it's like, uh, you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to vomit it up, and then you have your vision, and supposedly whatever addiction you have, you're completely cured of by the time you come off your shirt.
4: Oh, that would be great. Oh god, it's a it was a self help thing.
1: Did you just look up the deaths?
4: Yeah. No,
2: oh, they were helped off this earth. <laughs>
1: All or nothing I say eh. I'm gonna cure myself if it kills me.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's yeah, it was at the rim shot yeah. with like a drum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's,
4: <rim shot>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was be the, like, episode Oh of no! South Wonder people like... died. It was a fucking white dude that did it.
1: That sounds racist.
4: I give no fucks.
1: What's his name? Yeah, no, 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 no. That was racist. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm honestly with that episode of South Park for like Cheech and Chong are telling everybody like uh, they're still a Native American hair tampons and all this stuff. And then they asked them, Why were, why didn't you tell them they were Mexicans? Like who would buy stuff off of Mexicans, you know? Like, yeah, hey, they got a point. I mean
4: No, like, okay, one, the guy's name evidently was like James Arthur Ray, and three people basically he basically cooked three people to death. Which I'm sorry, I've been going to sweat lodges pretty much all of my fucking life and I've never seen a fatality
1: well it sounds like uh, like you said the difference between somebody you know
4: I'm I'm sorry I can't nope I can't hear you or can't understand you at least
1: (laughs) I said somebody knowing what they're doing and somebody else just trying to capitalize off spiritual beliefs that I can agree with
4: Uh, I could talk all night on the various things for spirituality and the native aspect but I actually kind of need to cut out so I can shower and get ready for work in the morning
3: yeah yeah so, so we'll probably be in our show right now so uh, I know you don't want people following you on social media you'll probably be back after your, your excursion to see if you find evidence of Bigfoot yep and if you have any more Native American lore to teach us, we'll probably see you back again.
4: Um, you know how to get a hold of me, so no, just drop no me. Problem a line at all, and man. Let me know. Brandy, it was so, nice
1: meeting you. Nice meeting you too. Sorry I came in late. Oh,
4: no worries.
3: so van. It sounds where could... really funny. <laughs> 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 so Van, where can people find you on social media?
4: uh you
2: can find us on it's almost a podcast we have instagram we have twitter we have uh, facebook we have all these magical things we just had a youtuber named Manjuju who was teaching us about manly things daddy issues are awesome though and uh <laughs> you know he's traveled far and wide so like if you need somebody to teach you about eastern philosophy And Dream's interpretation. I'm sure he could help you out with that.
3: It's just hose all the way down
2: from the north to the south. And, uh, you know, last week's episode we had Klaus on and we were discussing the Jack Murphy tape. I have definitely fucked guys before. And uh, how interesting that was. And uh, Lane has, uh, you know, kind of regretted a lot of her social media posts in the past. I've
1: probably posted my feet.
2: And now she's uh, oh. rethinking everything. Now, now that you know whether or not we're going to become famous.
1: Like, have you ever actually analyzed your social media persona?
2: Um, so come check us out. It's almost a podcast on Spotify.
3: You can follow me on Twitter. I am Big Sip of Monster, and you can follow the show on Twitter. We are Atomic Salmon Sweat Lodge at Motel and RV Park. Uh, in two weeks, we're gonna probably try to do a collaborative episode with the Lullberry. They had uh, some recent episodes uh, talking about people that were very uh, obsessed with reptilians and, and flat Earth, and they want they want us to cover when it got popular, like when people started getting really into the whole our elites are reptilians and uh the whole flat earth phenomenon and the niburu and all that shit so that's gonna be a fun episode i think is david ike's been doing that for a long time but when it got popular i i don't know if we can find a a time when that trend started getting really popular
2: oh man trying to find david ike fucking footage now is impossible and i used to watch that all the
3: time We might have to look on Bitchu, because if it's not on YouTube, that's the only other place, maybe Odyssey.
2: Damn, I used to just listen to his presentations for, like, hours on end, and I'd just
3: be like, Damn, dude, those damn reptilians, they run everything! <laughs> yeah, it was great seeing him on Alex Jones and the shit, you know, yeah. back, back when he, you see him for Wars. You like, know
2: what was funny is that Alex would just, like, steer him away, like, we're not, we're not talking about the reptilians, and now he's totally into the, uh, <laughs> He's all <inter-dimensional> about it. <laughs>
3: vampires this is their plan people these are demons Uh, Brandy did you want uh, to put out to your social media for anybody who might be interested in following you
1: sure you can follow me on twitter at what is my twitter handle (laughs) Um, at goth underscore gypsy and that's pretty much the best place for the random followers I do have a facebook but if you don't know what it is you don't know what it is I don't like really right, post two, publicly generally. Yeah,
3: that's that's okay So it's just two more weeks We'll we'll try to bring on the Lulber We'll try to bring on Spiritual God, Warrior, CZ, Chad. Maybe Nikki Fruit Loops And we'll try to talk about David Icke, Reptiles Flat Earth, Hollow Earth Nibiru, all that fun shit maybe, maybe the whole Crystal Mommy phenomenon
1: Maybe we'll have a good Rust update too Because there's been some new developments in the Rust case and maybe I'll drop some more, some better inside information.
3: Yeah. Like so, to, so yeah, there was again. like he hasn't surrendered his phone yet, and he's been making some. No, he hasn't videos. surrendered
1: his phone. He's claiming that because the warrant was issued out of New Mexico and he's not in New Mexico, that it doesn't apply to him. That could still go after
3: his ass. Like, there's, I don't think he's going to dodge well, extradition. You know, I kind of wonder hard. what's on that phone now. Like, was he fucking the chick that he killed? You know? Oh,
2: that would be sweet.
1: I don't know, but I hope that somehow this shifts over to Jensen Eccles because I think he needs to be looked into a little bit more because I think his social... Either he was just dropping or posting things he was posting for writing the coattails of the, you know, fame of the shooting, mm-hmm. or there's something else weird going on with him, but he did some real shady shit and just real kind of I don't know just really like I'm not really sure what to use but it was just it was really distasteful actually the way he the way he you know posted after the shooting and stuff and I there there could be something there and you know it's funny one of my first one of my friends one of the first questions she asked and she's a medium. As she said, was he having an affair with that chick, or was he having a weird crush on that chick? Oh shit! That's that's, that's and, awesome.
3: That someone else is thinking that too.
1: Right? Not 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 Alec Baldwin, but Jensen Echols. Oh, so you think someone else was okay? Well, I and I do have a, a fairly good amount of inside information that I have been reluctant to talk about because. I'm trying to protect the case on behalf of one of my friends, you know, so I don't want to like release some of the information and then have it come back to bite her. So I've been very, not talking about a lot of stuff, but as things are coming out, I can talk about more because there's been a lot of weird shit that's gone on this whole time. Um, but there's, it, there, there's just a lot of weird things. And the way Alec Baldwin is, you know, handling himself is very it, – it's very interesting. I'm not saying that he should just be handing over his shit for whatever. But the other people did do it, you know. They did. They were – the sheriff's office or whatever they requested to see their phones. They gave it to them, no problem. Not Alec Baldwin who, you yeah, know – he's went been
3: holding on, out. He's been holding he out. Has he has been holding out. He's like in Vermont, right? Like he's like nowhere near New Mexico right now.
1: I don't know if he's still in Vermont or if he's back in New York because he does have properties in New York as well and the Hamptons also. Um, and I do know that the uh, New Mexico sheriff to something with New York law enforcement to get the New York law enforcement to investigate or issue to get this curious at me is we're real quick here within the next few days approaching three months since the incident why did it take them almost three months over two months to even request his phone or whatever when the other people were pretty much told hey we need to see your phone and it happened nearly immediate. now I don't know if they just complied without question because you know, to alleviate any, like, even looking guilty, like any kind of public judgment. But for Alec Baldwin, says, oh, I'm fully cooperative, I'm, you know, we need to get to the bottom of this, unless you need my phone. You yeah, can't even look at it. So, I don't know, that phone probably doesn't even exist anymore. He's good words. Yeah, I mean,
3: I he he probably could have purged everything off of it easily.
1: You like, know, he's had three months. I mean, they'd be able to find that yeah, too, but you could have, he could have easily destroyed the phone. He could have multiple... But they do want to cross-reference a lot of things off there. And as, as you know, I know firsthand, because I know when it happened, it was before Thanksgiving that they requested the, the armorer's phone. Now, that was back in like beginning to mid-November. And I know that she took it to them. Like, what
3: happened like, back in October?
1: Like, the shooting was October 21st. They requested her phone. And they took it from her (laughs) for, you know, a a little bit of time. They took it from her and the assistant director as well. Um, And there is a new lawsuit that just was filed, uh, um, that Hannah just filed. And I'll just go ahead and say it at this point. Hannah is a good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. And... So I kind of do know some stuff that's going on and how the investigation has been unfolding and the weird things that have been happening through that. Um, But she just filed a lawsuit against the... the... the dealer, the bullet dealer, whatever the... the person that was responsible for bringing the bullets on the set. Um, His name is Seth something. She just filed a lawsuit on him and I already know that some shady fucking shit was going on with him because he and one of his colleagues were trying to get in to the storage facilities where Hannah and her dad, her dad is Hollywood famous armor Bell Reed, where they kept their their supplies, their bullets, and all that kind of stuff. He was trying to gain access to that storage unit. Why
2: destroy some evidence? find the other bullets that he
1: put in the other. Destroy evidence yeah. or plant evidence. Plant some bad
3: shit, you know? Yeah.
1: Well there was something going on because and it was it was going on very shady that there was like a colleague of a colleague trying contacting her her dad trying to gain gain access to the storage unit. I also do know that this Seth person tried to um, tried to coerce Hannah to meet with him and throw the assistant director under the bus and was trying to collaborate some kind of story. And she was told that we will back you up 100%. All you have to do is throw the assistant director under the bus and she wouldn't do it. All right. So So,
2: I think, uh, look, the the text messages that Baldwin sent, those are going to be easily recovered through the uh, service provider. But photos... If he deletes them and it's past 30 days, they won't be in the uh, cachet for the phone. So if he hasn't... Well, it's past 30
1: days from the time that they requested the phone from... Forensics? Almost anyone.
2: Yeah, even like, with forensics. Still pull shit out? They, they won't like, be able like, to uh, oh, okay. If it's an iPhone, no. That's it is he, an iPhone. That's why he's waiting so long to kind of let that uh, um, run its time.
1: So maybe he's got naked photos over. Maybe there's some kind of correspondence between uh, a lot of well, different things who do actually yeah. know. I, I don't know. Obviously, whatever it is, there's a little bit on his phone, which I mean, I can understand, you know, especially when you have like you might have like a half broken conversation that only makes sense to the person you're talking to. And I couldn't understand where he's at this juncture. You held the gun, you pointed the gun, the gun went off in your hands, and now you don't want anybody to see what you talked about previously. And they're going to go back to, like, I think before the shooting even started because they want to see email correspondence and stuff like that from before the shooting, obviously, and obviously after
2: I'm sure you I'm know sure. which I would
1: think any any conversation that happened after the shooting would have probably been done in a very protective manner if there's anything to be actually guilty for, you know. Mm-hmm. So I that, they're going before that obviously.
2: No, yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin's a hothead. Uh, discovery's not going to make him look good because he's probably going to have said, "Man, I hate that bitch or fuck that bitch. I wish that bitch would die." And you know, the prosecutorial system right or the
1: what? I said, or the camera crew that was, you know, yeah. having a hard time on the set. Yeah, there like, were, there, and there's the so many and Whatever. So I think there's a bunch of a bunch of fuckery, obviously, yep. as their has been the time. But it's just interesting that Alec Baldwin had time to set up a a whole two hour, whatever it was, hour long TV special to display his. Emotional side of the story, but you know he doesn't really actually want to cooperate with the investigation, like he has said over and over. Oh. And his wife's Instagram is very manufactured. It's very, it's very strange, in my opinion.
2: Well, I don't think those sit-down interviews ever go well for anybody. Look at fucking R. Kelly.
1: I didn't do
0: this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life.
1: Y'all killing me with this. Shit. I came out 30 years of my f***ing
3: Robert. Friend. 30
1: years of my career.
0: Y'all trying to kill me. You killing me, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: They're trying to kill
3: me. There's so many great sound clips that they put on that shit. I'm
2: fighting for my motherfucking
1: life. Anyhow. <laughs> right oh,
2: is that a night, Klaus?
3: Yeah, that's a wrap, bro. Alright. Yo, kill me with this!
0: Shit.